Well, hello. Welcome to yet another episode of Parks and Conversation. This is a podcast where we talk about the classic NBC sitcom Parks and Recreation. Uh, and uh, this is um, just a fun little journey that we're going through. And today's episode is a, mo a momentous event in the history of Pawnee. And uh, I'm excited to talk about it with with you all, but most importantly, uh, I'm a, my name is Jason. That's not the most important thing. I'm also joined by my friend Jeremy. That's the most important thing. Jeremy's all the way across town, and by the power of technology and Grace Skull, he's here to say hello. Say hello, Jeremy. Hey, how's it going? Oh man, it is going so well. I very much enjoy season three, episode seven, Harvest Festival. It's what we've been building to mm -hmm. for the last six episodes. And uh, yeah, so I'm excited to talk about this. The basic premise is today's the day for the Harvest Fest that is supposed to save everybody's jobs. Um, but the downside is there could be a Native American curse. Oh, so, you know, as you do. That classic, classic yarn. Um, so, Jeremy, uh, first impressions of this episode. What do you got? It is good. Nailed it. Yeah, no, I, this, they, I mean, yeah, they, they, for something that's been building up for so long, like it's, it's great. It's everything that needed to happen. It shows that Leslie is competent. And even when things go bad, um, she, you know, it overcomes and it shows more of the ridiculousness of the mentality of the people of Pawnee, especially the media and, and Joan Calamezzo. Um, and everybody's in it in this one. So it's really a fun ensemble one. And um, the fair, the set, everything was great. And yeah, all even just like the, the problems that everyone gets into are all I thought were fun. You know, sometimes the problems are just like, really, come on. But that, yeah, the We'll, we'll talk about them all, but yeah, this is a great, great episode. What'd you think? Yeah, I very much enjoy this episode. And as I was watching it, it was one of those things where it's like, this really feels like it should be a season finale. Mm -hmm. And it originally aired in March uh, 2011, and March 17, 2011. So uh, my friend Darren's birthday. So happy birthday, Darren. Um, and, uh, and so I like, it feels like it should wrap up the season. Like the whole thing has was building to this. And then uh, there's, you know, 19 more episodes after this one. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, you know, and like there, season three is great. There's a lot of good stuff that goes on. But I, I don't know. I, I wish this would have been the capper to the season, like end on a victory for the team. Um, but, you know, you don't always get what you want. Like Leslie. Uh, did not want to have Sue's salad in the Harvest Fest <laughs> at all, but she compromised. Man, so, what what a great what a great uh, segue. Yeah, you know, I I I uh, I segue good, <laughs> so segue good, <laughs> me good segueer. So um, this episode starts off with one of the most important introductions in the cold open in the history of the show, because Leslie is gathering everybody together and saying, hey, Harvest Fest is tomorrow. And so we're all got our jobs to do. It's all going to be great. And our jobs are on the line. So don't mess up, basically, is the theme throughout the whole uh, episode. And then she says, we've got a very special surprise for everybody. Um, Indiana's own Lil Sebastian. And uh, Jeremy, how would you describe Lil Sebastian? Uh, he's, he's a little he's a little horse. 
Just a, well, he's not he's not a little horse. He's a mini miniature horse. Yeah, it's a mini he's not a pony. There's a big like a difference. Tiny pony <laughs> horse. Yeah, he's a horse. Uh, and everybody in Jerry brings little Sebastian into the into the office, which is weird. Like, why are you why are you bringing livestock into a government building? He's I a celebrity. Don't understand that he's I a celebrity. I, well, we come to find out how much of a celebrity he is. Um, as everybody freaks out. I mean, one of the best parts is Ron's giggle when he sees <laughs> yeah. little Sebastian. It's the same giggle that happened after Ron and Andy were playing catch in the parking lot. You know, it's that same reaction of just like pure joy and giddiness, which we don't see from Ron very often. And so little Sebastian brings that out in him and even his, uh, his commendation to Leslie. Well done, Leslie. Well done. You know, yeah. he is so excited. <laughs> like it, it keeps, it keeps hitting him in waves kind of like, yes, it's here. And then it's like, you made this happen. It's like every, it's all, it's all good in Ron's world at this moment. Yeah. And I, you know, the closest feeling I have to that kind of like, wow, this is really happening. Is when um, pizza shows up finally. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, Facebook is a weird thing, right? And every you're not on Facebook, so you don't see all the stuff, but it sends you memories. And today uh, is actually the two year, not to brag, two year anniversary of me uh, getting approved for my dissertation. Oh, wow. Congratulations. And yeah. So it was one of those things where like on that day, I was filled with great peace and like joy. And like it came in waves, like where I was like, oh, wow, I don't have to do that anymore. <laughs> I'm done. And uh, and then so today when that picture showed up of like Kathy taking a picture of me, like, hey, he finished. Uh, I had the, all those feelings again. And so somewhere along the line, all these people were introduced to Lil Sebastian over 20 years ago. And uh, they like they were so enamored with him that the, just the sight of him brings that kind of like joy back or that childlike joy which is great right because um, they, they introduced him at the first harvest festival back in what 1978 well it was the the last harvest festival last like they, sorry yes, something yes, they last. Did for years <laughs> mm -hmm. so they introduced it at the last harvest festival and so now at this reintroduction of harvest festival to the city of pawnee here comes here comes the star of the show a miniature horse. Yeah. And uh, as a human being, uh, I feel I more in line with Ben on the little Sebastian phenomenon. I am an outsider to this whole thing. And yes. I just don't get it. Yeah. It's a dumb little horse. <laughs> so, um, but I think, I think what it like is, it's a, one of those things where it's Pawnee being Pawnee, you know, like yeah. when, when Ben told Leslie, at the budget meeting thing like Pawnee isn't special it's like yeah this isn't a big deal to anybody else but Pawnee and so in to Pawnee this is what makes them special and this is like the first part kind of of Ben really starting to get to see you know why people think Pawnee is so special in their own world whether he believes it or sees it or not I think he's right. he's finally getting like getting kind of indoctrinated into the Pawnee-ness of Pawnee right and how they obsess about the most bizarre stuff <laughs> right. So, I mean, this is a big deal for them, but then also we're going to have the reasonableists in a couple episodes. Um, and <laughs> yes, uh, you know, so there's some things that happen in Pawnee where it's like, oh, I see how cults happen easily here. Yeah. Like if if Lil Sebastian was just carrying around a book, 
um, people would probably like go to the horse and ask for spiritual guidance. Like that's how much they love. This <laughs> I thought horse. you meant like I thought you meant like he was like a a, a traveling library. Maybe. <laughs> like, I, wonder, I don't know. Maybe that's yeah, how he got there. A book. And as soon <laughs> as soon as the uh, parks department saw him with that book, they just like threw it away and said, "No, you're our horse now." So, because libraries are the worst, stupid <laughs> book jockeys. Um, oh, hey, perfect. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> didn't even get it. And then you. <laughs> oh man, an, an accidental pun. That was great. Um, yeah, so maybe that's what started the rivalry. <laughs> We've got our whole new headcanon going on here. Like, right? Why? Yeah. Why is there so much animosity between the library and the parks department? It all comes down to little Sebastian. There you go. He, and he can bring people together as long as you don't mention books. <laughs> yes. So, uh, yeah. So, so Ben is asking, like, what's the big deal? Does he do something special? And uh, April's like, he's the best at being a miniature horse. And Ron's response is, this doctor has this this horse has an honorary doctorate from Notre Dame, Notre Dame. And, uh, and so like it's like, what the heck is happening? Ben is very confused. Um, and so then they're like, all right, he's very frail and very delicate. And so Jerry's going to be in charge of him, which, you know, gives us a point of tension right away because we are getting to know Jerry and he's not good at his job. Um, and uh, and. He's, they, he says, yeah, we are actually on the same diabetes medication. <laughs> you know, so uh, that is a great joke. Um, and so, yeah, so that's the cold open. We meet little Sebastian. We know the Harvest Fest is happening. Um, and so we're off on the off to the races, <laughs> and, as it were. And, and Ben still says like, no, no. And, and in a really nice way, he's like, no, but seriously, like, I think he really wants to know why. And mm-hmm. so he goes, no, but, but yeah, I, I don't get it. Unless he's just like, get out. Yeah, you don't you don't belong here. <laughs> just go. Yeah, he Ben is like an anthropologist who has come into a um, a, a mall uh, to buy candles. No, he uh, is an anthropologist who's come into a community and he's he's genuinely asking questions. Yeah, but the community is so hostile towards outsiders that it's yes. like you, you'll never get it. Like even one town over Eagleton, they hate them so much. You know, and there's some bad blood in the history, but like anytime somebody from Eagleton will come to Pawnee, immediately suspicious. Sure. So it's kind of like the 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 village. The M. Night Shyamalan <laughs> M. Night movie. Shyamalan. I was like, okay. Yeah. So. There you go. Anytime, anytime you can wedge M. Night into something. Oh, I do. Oh, yeah. So, did you watch the Super Bowl? I did. Did Old. you see? Yeah, the trailer. I was like, ooh. That looks awful or awesome. Yeah. <laughs> to be determined. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, so like an M night movie. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you ever see the visit though? No, that was the mm. pseudo haunting. I know I need to, I need to. The, vi- the visit is two kids go visit their grandparents. Oh, perfect. It sounds hilarious. And <laughs> Nope. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> Cause you know, he had a run of not good movies mm-hmm. from Avatar. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, well, the debate here when he started to be not good, that's uh, that's up for question. The confirmed not good M. Night movies are um, the happening, the, the happening, um, the one with Will Smith, where he is coming to Earth again after. I don't know if it's a sequel to the happening. I don't know. Uh, and then Avatar, the last airbender. Oh, uh, 
I do not like that movie at all. Um, and then he had the, the, the visit came around somewhere after that. And I was like, Ooh, he's coming back on his game. And then split was pretty good. I have not seen glass and now old. So I'm excited. Got two M night movies to watch. So got that going for me. Get on. Uh, but that's yeah. But you know, I mean, maybe, maybe after the credits, I'll watch M night, but after the credits here, we have, uh, Leslie meeting with people talking about the, the, the harvest fest. And she starts talking with Sue salad, who is, uh, the, the owner Sue is trying to get a better location for her stand. And, uh, you know, Leslie is like salads are worthless and everybody hates them. And, we're trying to spread happiness, not get people to hate themselves. Uh, so salads are can, my life. Yeah. What a waste of your life. Um, <laughs> was it, and, she was, uh, she was one of the caterers, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. She's and the one who actually prepared the meal the for meal Leslie's dinner, dinner party. party. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, she's, she did Leslie a huge favor. And so Leslie, I think that is the only reason why Leslie concedes here and says, we'll make salad. Sue salad is the official healthy option of, harvest festival you want uh, salads on, to... on junk food boulevard <laughs> <laughs> i don't understand i think uh, sue is just a misguided soul in this whole world of pawnee but specifically coming to a fair and offering salad yeah nobody wants that leslie is completely right here nobody wants salad at the fair because the fair is for food that you can hold in one hand no oh, well i and i've seen i've seen salad fair fair salad fair salad and it's usually what do you call the uh the 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 wedge of iceberg lettuce mm-hmm. with the with the yep. blue cheese on it yeah it's a wedge salad yeah wedge yeah that's it's right in the name and uh i've seen because it's like you could just hold it like a gigantic green taco <laughs> and that's not fried <laughs> right okay. yeah. i have seen that and it's i think they put bacon on it bacon bits blue cheese and bacon bits so it's you know more that f- sounds about right yeah and then okay. they deep fry it. No, I don't know. I'm yeah, but I have seen that. I I've never seen that at the fair. Um, it probably costs about seventy two cents to make, and seventy two dollars to buy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Did you ever? Do you remember the SNL sketch about lettuce? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I need more it's, context. It's a digital short. Um, oh, are they I, just eating heads of lettuce? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, Andy Samberg and. I think Will Forte, like he's sitting down on the on the stoop and he's like super bummed. Yes, and yes. He, and he just hands him a head of lettuce and they just start eating lettuce. It's really funny, but uh, it's not on SNL, huh? huh. Or it's not on the uh, the YouTube. Well, um, next time. Oh, there it is. I found it. <laughs> yeah, it's Will Forte and Andy Samberg. Oh my gosh. I just found a playlist of all the digital shorts in chronological order. Do awesome. I mean, what are you doing the rest of the day? Yeah, we can. <laughs> what, you just want to start with the first one? <laughs> what are you doing this, the rest of this podcast? <laughs> so, hey, listener, no. we're, 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 we're pivoting, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> well, it's important. Those are both former, uh, those are alums of Parks and Rec. So I'm not That's, totally derailing. Yeah. 
So uh, back to the meetings. <laughs> awesome. Uh, the Leslie is uh, so she's helping people get through all these different things um, and talking about how exciting things are at the Harvest Festival. One of the meetings, she has to tell people no home brewed water, and I don't want to taste it. Um, and then Ken Hotate comes and tells them that they need to move the carnival because it was the site of a battle between settlers and the Wamapoke Indians. Um, and, uh, Leslie is like, look, we're trying here, but we can't do what you're asking. This is the only place that can actually, uh, support uh, the whole harvest festival. Um, and, uh, at one point she says it's, she does a talking head where she says it's hard to not be offensive given Pawnee's history. And it goes to a map of the city and his, she says, this is all of the, a map of all of the atrocities. And in the map is a large blue area with, with several white little circles. And she says the atrocities are in blue. <laughs> so uh, it's a bad, it's a bad scene. <laughs> the Indian chief was shot 102 times. And Tom's like, did he die? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's one of the things that like, re- I've been watching with the, uh, the subtitles on. Yes. Um, and, you know, I've never caught before that. Leslie actually says, after Tom says, did he die? Les- Leslie actually says, yes. <laughs> like, really quietly. Like, yes. Like, Tom, what a dumb question. <laughs> so um, there's another time with the subtitles on that uh, I had a moment of revelation. And I was like, oh, man, that's so great. So um, and that comes later. So uh, Ken says, uh, like, knowing that Leslie won't concede is like, well, I just am. I can't help you. This land might be cursed. And cuts to a talking head where it says there's two things he knows about white people and in the version i watched today it said they love rachel ray and they are terrified of curses (laughs) and what i saw in the trivia and i don't remember this i remember watching it live but the original uh uh, broadcast said they love matchbox 20 Mm. and are terrified of curses which is still true um and because, sometimes uh, and sometimes that's the same thing. Now, are you saying you don't like Matchbox 20? <laughs> I they're fine. <laughs> they have a they have a song, I think, or two. I don't even know. <laughs> Why do I let you push me around? <laughs> you know, is it 3 a.m.? <laughs> I must be lonely. <laughs> it might be by the time we finish this. <laughs> <laughs> I Here's the thing, Matt, Rob Thomas is a weirdo, and I understand a lot of why people, like, I get it why people think Matchbox 20 is lame, but I'll be derned if if a Matchbox 20 song comes on the radio or in my Spotify playlist, and like, I'm going to listen to it, and I'm going to like it. Yeah, when you hear the first, you know, intro to that song with the with the guitar coming in, you're like, all right, we're doing this thing. Now, yeah, that, that was a good, it was a good album. It was a fun album, but I always they got have, them confused. Multiple albums, my friend. <laughs> You know what? You you and I, we go round and round and you take your Matchbox 20, I'll take my Pearl Jam and we can go our separate ways. That's Please. fine. That's fine. <laughs> See? <laughs> you know? At least I can understand what Rob Thomas is saying. <laughs> like, Rob I have Tom- no idea what Eddie Vedder is like mumbling through his songs. I don't know. Is it Matchbox 20, Three Doors Down? I can't keep them. They all sound the same. I don't know. Gin Blossoms. I don't know. It's all... Ugh. Okay, I two out of three ain't bad, right? I Gin Blossoms, pretty great. Matchbox 20, also pretty great. Three Doors Down, 
What are you talking about? That you love Superman, isn't he one of your favorite comic characters? <laughs> yeah, but I just don't. That's the that, that that is literally the only song I've ever heard from them. Literally, yeah. All right, so, that's yeah. fine. But what? Hey, what do you think? What do you feel about um, <laughs> the uh, oh the one with the two princes? That band, that name escapes me. Oh, Spin Doctors. Yeah, Spin Doctors. How do you feel about Spin Doctors? Yeah, they had that song. I agree. <laughs> Good. I'm I glad have, we got we settled I that. I've tried so many times. I like in my Spotify playlist, if you go and find me and you see like what is Jason like? I liked all their albums because I wanted just to see like if it came up in a shuffle of liked songs, do I like this? No. <laughs> I don't. It's really only two princes. And I, I don't know. I, I mean I can't sing along to it other than the chorus, but then all of a sudden it goes into and that's my favorite part. Um <laughs> So anyway, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know is... what to say. I got nothing. <laughs> you have, I'm stymied. Uh, so Ken, Even you know. <laughs> yeah, dude, do it. That's my favorite part of Guitar Hero. Um, <laughs> the uh, one of the interesting things too, though, when you watch later on, there's a scene where Leslie goes to the casino, and in the background of the the music you hear matchbox 2018 play. Right. <laughs> so there's a connection there from earlier in the show, because one of the things about casinos that, you know, the native American casinos, like white people came and they took the land from all of the natives uh, here in this great continent. And now native Americans are taking all of the retirement from the white people. <laughs> so it's like, one, you know what? One, one quarter at a time. It's great. Yeah. Like, you know, go for it. You guys are going a much less violent path, and I appreciate sure. that. Huh. So, um, the uh, so Leslie and my next line here is Leslie and Ben flirt weird, and I think that <laughs> what happened was they it cuts to the next day as they're getting things started, and you know things are going well, and so Ben and Leslie are like take that curse, and they're like shooting guns at the curse, and then they get a bazooka and shoot a bazooka at the curse, and it's all very strange. And Ben is just like get a room, or Tom's like get a room. Um, so other people are seeing some bizarre uh, flirtiness with them. And I think they know there's some weird relationship flirtiness happening in their own hearts, but they have yet to communicate this to each other. Sure. So, that's, yeah, that sums it up pretty well. Yeah. And also, so um, oh, I was just going to say, like during this um, Harvest Festival, uh, two things is that this was shot all at a, um, a real festival. Like they didn't uh, make this for the the show they actually found a, a carnival that was going on and i guess it was at pierce college down in um california and then while they were shooting this i guess it was over like 100 degrees during the entire shooting time so you know just you know if, if you watch this and everyone looks just a little wilty that's why ah yeah it uh it looked very uncomfortable yeah and then tom's wearing like his shirt underneath his other shirt so yeah <laughs> kind of f- uh. felt bad for him I have never understood that look. Like the button up shirt, like under a t-shirt. Yeah, no. Like, what's the point? You're I'll do here a long, to have long, a long tee. Yeah, long tee under, under a short tee. That's, you know, that's fine. That's very yeah. Matchbox 20. It's, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah, you're a child of the 90s. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway. And then put a flannel over it. Absolutely. Well, around your waist. So you're wearing you're wearing, and your your Doc Martens. Mm-hmm. 
I never did get those Doc Martens. Um, yeah. So Leslie is telling got, people also like what? <laughs> Nothing. I was just gonna say I, I can only afford Masters Martins. <laughs> Mr. Martins. <laughs> Mr. Martins. <laughs> Please, Dr. Martin is my dad's shoes. Uh, <laughs> if you put Dr. Scholes and Doc Martins, do you get like a wizard? <laughs> well, you get a, a a you know a very well educated foot. So multi disciplines. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> I don't know if it is or not. We'll find out. Listener, tell us. (laughs) Was that stupid? Uh, So Leslie tells everybody as well, like, hey, Joan Calamezzo is coming and she's always looking for a scandal, which we know um, as we've gotten to know Joan a little bit. Um, And so she's like, everybody just be on on the lookout and do well. And then she says, everybody come in for the pep talk. And uh, they're all coming into a circle, holding hands. And I love Ron. He's like, I don't hold hands. And he actually like shepherds people together so that he can stand behind them <laughs> Perfect. um and he's like his hands are together he's like holding his own hands um and like waving them a little bit and like yes i'm a, i'm agreeing with you but i do not hold hands um so then ron uh leslie says if you have any problems go talk to ron and ron's like i love having leslie uh uh, being Leslie's boss because she takes care of everything and there's no problem. So I get to spend the next seven days reading this book, which is a Patrick O'Bri- O'Brien book. It is, if you saw Master and Commander, uh, it's that series of books that inspired that movie. Um, and that's a good movie. It's a good yeah. movie. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you might have more to say about Master and Commander. So, uh, no, no. I uh, just thought that was the, the 14th book, right? Was it a series? I haven't the, read any of these books. The so. Nutmeg of Cons- Consolation? Yes. Yes. That is what IMDb trivia says. No, so. I mean, just, I'm just a huge fan. <laughs> Are you? Nope. Who else reads books about submarines? My dad. <laughs> Nobody asked. Nobody asked. <laughs> you don't need to. The, the waiter doesn't need to know your name. We all see it. <laughs> those, are, those, are, those are really funny commercials. I really I like those. I was hoping for something from that in the super bowl right and i don't know why they didn't shoot their shot but all right now next we're gonna open up a pdf who wants to go and they all like back away so yeah. great uh i keep looking at the wrong screen for my notes um so <laughs> yeah so ron is like totally looking forward to a vacation at the fair which sounds awful uh, but he just gets to read his book <laughs> and then uh it cuts to donna and ann uh working together in the medical tent uh, and Anne starts talking about her breakup with Chris and is having a really hard time and she's spiraling out of control and, and like doing, making bad decisions. Uh, and Donna says, you know, they say to like, talk about your feelings. I'm going to advise you to bottle that up. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and Anne's response to that is that's what my mailman said. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so, um, and then Joan shows and she uh, looks like an impressive festival. Uh, and then she is also weird about shaking Ben's hand. Oh, uh, so funny. <laughs> which is awkward and perfect. Yes. So because Joan has this weird like uh, out wanting to be the alpha in the in the room. And so one of the ways she does that is in how she receives praise from Tom because uh, she knows that Tom is buttering her up. And this gives her power over Tom. But then also um, she it is weird with Ben and doesn't touch him. Like it's just bizarre. So uh, very funny. Um, and then so she starts looking at stuff and she's like, 
look at that ferris wheel uh yeah it's a giant wheel of death um and like looking asking how many of the carnies are illegal so like looking for any scandals she can find um and ev- the, ben and leslie have answers for everything um and then leslie says we're pretty excited about having larry bird's uh mom here tilda uh and jonah's like you got tilda <laughs> <laughs> I just love that. Uh, she's and pretty spoil- excited. Yeah, and spoilers the the Ferris wheel comes back around again. I see later. what you did there. Yeah, perfect. Good mm-hmm. job. Did you write that down? Like I, I literally the wrote Ferris that down. Wheel comes back yep. around again. <laughs> yep, from the top. Uh, <laughs> so um, the Ferris wheel is. Um, do you like Ferris wheels? I like, they're just my, as they're, a ride. Yeah, they're my favorite of the wheels, I guess. Besides my car wheels. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, and they're, yeah they're fine because you can see stuff, which is fun uh, for a little while. But then you get stuck at certain places, like when they're yeah. trying to let everybody off. And oh, yeah. And, and there's no order to that, too, I feel. Like, like when, when they let people off, it's not like in sequential order. They skip people, and then you go back. I don't, I don't know what that's about. I swear it's just the person just messing with people, you know? Yeah. The owner of the Ferris wheel, he who, he who spins the Ferris wheel, Mr. Bueller, spins the world <laughs> like they yeah. have so much control over uh, people's lives. Like you, you will sit there. You may or may not get off of this wheel. It's completely up to me. Uh, and we, yeah, and- <laughs> we were visiting a, a, a fair up north and their generator kept literally cutting like no joke it kept cutting out and so people in the bouncy houses or the ferris wheel and stuff they would get stuck and then the bouncy houses start to deflate with people inside mm-hmm. um that is and this happened frightening three or four times while we were there and we're like i think we're done with this with the rides and stuff let's go see the <laughs> you know the raffle for the truck or something i don't know wow i'm sorry that you had to go endure that it's okay it's, i had some funnel cake and it was all good yeah, it covered over the emotion. Mm-hmm. I funneled my sadness into this cake, and it came out happy. Uh, so uh, it's then also, so Tilda's here, the Ferris wheel's here, everything's coming together, and then Leslie says, and here's the main attraction, and leads Joan to Lil' Sebastian, and she flips out again. <laughs> and then we uh, see Tom is here, and he starts flirting with Joan, and uh, my note is Tom is gross with Joan. Um, and that yeah. is just 100% true all the time. Um, and, uh, and then it cuts to Andy, uh, and April and Andy is trying to win the, throw the ring around the bottle top, top game. And, uh, say, like, man, this game is really hard. It's almost like they don't want you to win. <laughs> and, uh, that's true. And he says, I'm going to win you a million teddy bears. April says, how about a billion? He says, that's unreal. That's unrealistic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's two million. Um, and April then says that she loves Andy, and Andy responds, like, no way, that's awesome sauce. Um and tries and to I, give her a high five. <laughs> yes, which uh is not a great reaction to that. And April is immediately annoyed. Um, and uh, so then it cuts back to Tom talking about how he sees uh little Sebastian as a advertising opportunity for the snake hole lounge. So his little coat has a billboard basically. Um, he's turning little Sebastian into a NASCAR. Uh, and so you must really like tide and, um, not a lot of horsepower on that. No, it's barely even a whole horse. Um, 
So then uh, Joan is trying to get into Ben's head about uh, being a failure. Like the, it seems like, you know, the harvest festival is going to go well, but Ben is a failure because of ice town. And so she starts interrogating him there. Um, And, uh, and so it's not working. Ben's holding firm. Uh, that cuts to Tom, who is on the phone with the guy, the owner of the Snake Hole Lounge. And uh, Jerry comes back from getting funnel cakes. And he sees the gate is open and little Sebastian has escaped. And Tom immediately tries to blame Jerry. Uh, so that's going to be the main problem here. The first indication that there could be a curse. Um, and uh, Joan is doing her interview, her like news piece and says, this harvest festival is going to be fine. It's going to be good. And invites people to come. Um, and they're like, take that curse. Boom, 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 boom again. And then she overhears them saying that there could be a curse. And Tom runs over to tell them about little Sebastian. And Joan immediately retells the story with potential d- danger. Look for chipped paint, look for scary people, all this stuff, you know, the drill. Um, and, uh, <laughs> the spooky and traffic they, lights. That was my favorite one. Yeah. That, yeah. I mean, what, it, what does that have to do with inside the fair? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> just like the abandoned streets during a storm and the traffic lights are swaying back and forth as they blink it's like i just i you you just know that shot and it doesn't matter it's like this is this is armageddon like this is just going to kill everybody it's great yeah or it it could also just be a statement that we like when she says you know the drill like you know exactly which light (laughs) to go to in pawnee go get that (laughs) yeah we we could have it as saved b-roll but just go get it today real quick uh because pawnee is a dumpster fire in many ways um or as leslie says because it cuts to the commercial and then after commercial break ann and leslie are in the medical tent and she's talking about how this is a poop nato um and it's really bad uh and then ben and and let's see like ben says do people really involve believe in curses and then she lists the different things that could be going wrong turns out it's a quadruple lightning rod event a classic four rod curse oh yeah Um, and and ben's like are they really that suspicious here uh and leslie says uh cuts to a picture of leslie talking in city hall by the the mural and say uh in a traveling magician came to Pawnee and they believed that he was a warlock. So they burned him at the stake. Uh, it, the year was 1973. <laughs> and they tied, they tied the bunny up to the stake too. Right. Cause he pulled the bunny out of the hat. <laughs> and it says, and in the back is like the Pawnee mall and everyone has kind of like shaggy. It's oh, it's so good. Yeah. So that is pretty hilarious. Um, <laughs> So once again, how big is city hall to have all of these murals? It's that, you know, it's kind of like the TARDIS. It's bigger on the inside. There you go. Um, and then, uh, they, Ron then gets everybody like rallied together. His only concern is little Sebastian. Mm -hmm. This little, this little man is out there. He's probably alone. He's scared. Um, and so he's, he's going to give everybody, uh, tasks to do. Uh, and at one point, point he's like he doesn't have he can't be far he has this he has the stamina of tom or the legs of tom the stamina of jerry and the diseases of jerry (laughs) (laughs) so like he can't be getting far from us um and so then ann and leslie are talking about the curse and then there's a news there's a tv on in the medical tent for some reason um and it's uh ken has gone on purd's show to give his side of the story and they have those exclusive animations that were all the rage several years ago. Um, and it's like terrible animation and there's no actual words. Um, and the reason for that is because 
Have you ever looked into those animation things yeah, that they used? From Taiwan or something. Like, yeah, because yeah, they need to be multi multilingual. So they just right. go... Rawr, 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 rawr. Yeah, they which I think which those. I think we should do sections of this podcast that way. Then everyone could listen to it. I'm sure some people are already feeling that we're doing that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, Even um, for <laughs> <laughs> so it's all good. I mean, that's just music, right? Sure. Um, Art is yes. anything you want it to be. <laughs> but in the animation, I love the animation with uh, Ken is portrayed in and leslie's office and leslie's like no 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 and then ken starts doing like a uh what would probably be determined to be an offensive stereotype of a native american dance right. um and then all the spirits of the room go and possess leslie <laughs> and it cuts to purd going is that what happened and leslie says that's not what happened at all and ken just says that's exactly what happened <laughs> So uh, I, that is one of my favorite moments there. Um, and then, I, feel like, I feel like you're going to explain some more about those animations or did I did. Well, no, there more? Just, they, they would just use those in multiple countries so right. they couldn't have a language. So it's like it's a pretty brilliant uh, idea. Yeah. Uh, they just need to put some more money into making it good looking. <laughs> well, it's like, like the Disney, the, the Pixar shorts now. A lot more and more of them are either silent or they mumble like that. I don't know if you've noticed, but yeah, if, if, yeah, I have noticed. There you go. Because they know like the, the short is part of the purpose for the short is experimenting with animation technique. Right. And new technologies. And so that's where the money is going into the short. Like, so they have a story and then they are using this uh, short story to get a um, to perfect some tech technology, which is brilliant. Like it's way it's like research and development tied in with good storytelling and then also recognizing we can make a lot of money off of this and win an academy it. award yeah you know and so yeah they're all i have yet to watch a short where i was like that was a total waste of my time mm -hmm. um, yeah they're all they're all good in my opinion i just watched one um, called lou about uh the lost and found and it's so good it's really good i've not seen this one you, you have, have to, to you look it up it's it's, it it's it's great anyway anyway yeah so and then and then right after uh ken says that's exactly what happened purge's like stay tuned for curse coverage which is <laughs> just right. like yeah because it's like you know storm warning they're all in on this <laughs> so I mean, I mean right now we are in the middle of a snowpocalypse that's true um in our region and uh i have a light dusting of snow but i'm positive we're all going to die <laughs> so <laughs> just based on the the news coverage right yeah yeah, I mean, it's what it is like it was, uh, you know, it, breaking in on impeachment trial coverage. There might be some <laughs> snow, you know, like, who cares? And it's going to rain four days after, you know, like so we're going to have like 48 hours of snow. And yet, dude, be prepared. You you could die if you don't have candles. Really? I don't know. I, I don't know. Oh, I better go to Yankee Candle. Does it have to be like the good smelling candles or can it? It's, it helps. You should get, oh, you know, you, know, you should get like the cookie, the cinnamon cookie ones. The, the, my wife said that she might make cinnamon rolls. So. Well, there you go. Now you can just get regular candles. Yeah. I would think, I don't understand why they don't make like lemon pledge candles. Oh, because it's just or, your house smells clean all the time. Like bleach yeah. candle, bleach candle. Well, you know, like something to just like. Toilet bowl give, cleaner candle. Just to give a hint that, yeah, I clean this. <laughs> 
Febreze candle. <laughs> no, Febreze is a dead giveaway. Somebody farted or died in here. So you need something that it was like, oh, you, you mopped. And then you're like, no, I didn't. It's my little secret. <laughs> so, uh, where are we? Um, and Andy, hide okay. on the mer- merry-go-round. Yeah, yeah. Andy said, if I was a mini horse, I'd hide on the mini ground. Nobody would be able to find me. It's the perfect crime. And April is totally <laughs> pissed. And he's like, listen, I don't understand why you're mad at me. Um, and then it uh, cuts to April giving a talking head about how she's not mad and like, you know, being all April. Um, and Andy uh, comes through uh, and he says, this maze is like a maze. Yeah. And this is where I wrote subtitles for the win, because it's not just like Andy's dumb at mazes. He is using maze as corn. M-A-I-Z. Yes. And I was like, oh, I love the subtitles. This maze is like a maze. It's so good. And I guess in the the on-air one, the line was, there's another part that they cut out and he just, he goes, oh, so that's why the, that's why the Native Americans called it maze. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. So many good jokes. So then it cuts back to the uh, medical tent and Anne is with this buff dude. Um, Jersey Shore guy. Yeah. Yeah. Is he the situation? (laughs) He has a situation. Who is he? Joseph Joey Russo, right? Yeah. I don't know. I don't think he's a, he's not a Jersey Shore guy, but like, I think they, I think they said, I think they said like, let's get a Jersey Shore guy. Like, let's get someone who looks like that. Yeah. Well, somebody's going to look this up. Okay. That's not a thing. <laughs> this is one of my favorite um, jokes, though, from this, honestly, is is he's like, uh, you, sh- you want to feel my abs? He's like, oh, are you experiencing abdominal pain? He's like, every day at the gym. <laughs> such a sleaze. <laughs> it's, such so a, sleazy. it's such a stupid, funny line. It's so good. And yet, and Anne's like, oh, yeah, okay. I'll, I'll touch him. So. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> he was in a movie called, or a TV movie called Jersey Shore Shark Attack. Oh, in yeah. 2012. We- did he die in it? Did the um, shark eat him? I don't know. That's, that's I, why he's I did on. not watch this. He was also in uh, a uh, a short called The Armadillo. Mm-hmm. He was he in kind Jersey of looks Boys like an armadillo. as Joey. Uh, small shots as Joey. He plays a lot of people named Joey. Um, and that's that his is name. his name. Yeah. So he doesn't have to stray too far from the character. Yeah. He's like, I'm not good at names. Just <laughs> so, call me. Joey. We already have a Joey. <laughs> well, then, uh, but I don't have a name in this show. <laughs> okay. Did you know, did you notice that in this? So Donna says, use him, abuse him and lose him. She's wearing yeah. a stethoscope. Why? Donna's not trained at this. Uh, it looks so. good. It looks good. It's, it's like, you know, it's, it's treat yourself, you know, it's kind of this nice right. shiny thing. Yeah, and that's accessorizing that she is, she's trying to help Anne get over Chris is like, mm-hmm. hey, use him, abuse him, and lose him. She learned that from her grandma. Yeah. You know, it's like who uh yeah, like their family is messed up, uh, is all I gotta say. So um, so Anne is like, mm, let me think about it. And then it cuts to Ron, and this is where he says he couldn't have gotten legs, he got the legs of Tom, the endur- he couldn't have gotten far, legs of Tom, endurance of Jerry, and disease of Jerry. So everybody goes up to the Ferris wheel for a bird's eye view, and then there's a late press conference at the fair at the festival. And again, if you look out at the crowd of this press conference, there are too many people for Pawnee Press. So many cares that so and there's a um, yeah, there's Purge there, Jones there, the whole gang. 
And uh, as they're talking, there's no curse. Immediately, the power goes out. And, and if you look at the background, the, the Ferris wheel keeps going <laughs> in the back. Well, I think everything has to slow down for power to go out. Like, it yeah. doesn't go out at once, which is dumb. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, it needs to be it, dr- is, dramatic. It has to be dramatic. Yeah. Yeah. It's raising the tension. Like, sure. will they get will they get off of that Ferris wheel, that spinning wheel of death? No, power goes out. Um, so tension re- relieved. And uh, Tom uh, immediately blames Jerry for the power outage. <laughs> um, and everybody is like, Jerry's fault. Jerry's fault. Um Ben thinks he's the curse, so he's going to get out. Uh, Everybody's fighting on the Ferris wheel, and Ron shuts them up and explains everything. Like, Tom, we know this is your fault. Jerry, we know you were shotgunning funnel cakes. Andy, April's mad at you because she said, I love you, and you said awesome sauce. April, stop being a child. (laughs) And uh, everybody, like... He forces everybody to apologize and they all apologize. <laughs> um, and Andy says, I do love you. That's what makes the sauce so awesome. Oh, which is going on all of my Valentine's Day cards forever. <laughs> I love dad, like, like dad, Ron, like when he drops the wisdom again and is just yeah. like, knock it off, everybody. I mean, Ron has his faults. Like, obviously, he's sitting there trying to read a book while he's supposed to be working. But, you know, he's not, That's not his fault. <laughs> right that's what that's what i'm saying like he has his own he has his own flaws i guess is what i'm saying but then ultimately he sees through everybody and you know he tries to stay out of it tries to stay out of it, but then they need they need ron like ron is he's necessary he's not just you know and they keep bringing him out like this which is great yeah he is the adult yeah in a room or an office of crazy ron is the adult <laughs> right who... he doesn't want to be like he's he's like the the babysitter who doesn't want to be there yeah. Well, you know, it it's kind of like the the classic <laughs> sitcom trope of like dad is aloof or dad is like dumb mm-hmm. often in sitcoms like it's usually dad's fault. Right. And here it's dad knows how to fix it but doesn't want to. Exactly. <laughs> so it's kind of turning the the trope on its head a little bit. And uh yeah, even though he's not actually any of their fathers. Tr- sure. In real life or in fiction. So, uh they cut to the the tent. Everything happens in this medical tent. Um, so Leslie is talking to an electrician who tells her like, yeah, what happened to the TV crews overloaded the generator. So this curse is the TV crew's fault, uh, which is a slight little commentary on how the media ruins everything. Um, and Leslie <laughs> even says subtly freedom of press is for the birds. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, but it, it was interesting. Like they, they wanted a, a, a scandal and they showed up and a scandal happened. Right. <laughs> but if the media had just ignored the whole thing, there would be no scandal. So, um, though, that's why I don't read, um, less. So then Ed, uh, is like, yeah, they've overloaded the generator and, um, Leslie says, but I got this massive generator for this exact purpose. And he's like, hey, you really know your generators. Are you single? <laughs> it's like, not now, not now Ed. <laughs> and, and so uh, then he says, there's one other place. And it's at the the uh, Wamapote tribe. Like, they are the only other people with this generator. So Leslie goes to the casino. And that's where you hear Matchbox 20 playing in the background of the casino. And she's asking Ken's help for the generator um, and discharges abs dude uh and then they decide to make out for a while which is troubling 
Um, and uh, Leslie asking Ken is like, I need you to make a deal with me and like help me out. And uh, she's like, oh, the government, the government asking the Native Americans for uh, for help. That can't go wrong. Yeah. Uh, so, um, but, so I love, he does- but I love, yeah. And, and he does, but I love, sorry. He, they're, they had this mutual respect, like the entire time though, you know, like he is trying mm-hmm. to do good by his people and she's trying to get this thing going and he could really, he's got her over the, the coals right now, but you know, they, they have this, this really good mutual respect because I think, you know, Ken knows Leslie and this is, it's kind of nice that they built in like this history. It feels like they've known each other for a long time, you know? Mm-hmm. So there's this, this mutual respect there. Um, and well, then early on when they, when he comes to the office, Leslie greets him in right. Wamapote, you know? And so it's one of those things where it's like he, she has done the work to pay attention to his culture. Right. Which, you know, maybe people, people of are- earth. <laughs> pay attention to other people yeah <laughs> like, and, and maybe you'll be blessed with a million possums too i don't know you know but there's only one way to find out let's try yeah we had a possum in our our side shed i think oh. i've told the story before yeah um and i had to get it with a shovel and throw it over the fence long story that's about it um <laughs> so and then, and short then on story the, long <laughs> <laughs> did you see the um on the outside of the wamapoke the white shot that playing now playing was um rachel ray that's hilarious. Yeah. So she was at the casino. <laughs> Why? <laughs> well, because, yeah, you know, she's doing a, a, a cooking concert, I guess. I don't know. I guess. Um, yeah. What I was going to say about the possum is my, my wife still calls it an armadillo. She thinks we had an armadillo. <laughs> nope. In, in our side shed. And I have to keep telling her, they don't live here. <laughs> they don't. I mean, it might have been a possum with armor, but. It, it was probably not. She's like, she will say, do you remember when we had the armadillo in the side shed? I was like, no, I don't remember that. <laughs> I was remember it, when we had the possum in the side shed. Was it proposed color? <laughs> Proposy. Proposy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my wife. Um, yeah. So, uh, so Ken agrees to loan the generator because Leslie is going to move the uh, the Wamapote uh, Heritage <laughs> Center right by the main entrance so they can't they get sad before they have any fun. Um, and that's enough for Ken to say, okay, thank you. And so then she's like, I need you to come and help me lift the curse. And so he comes and like does this curse ceremony where he is saying in you know Wamapote, like, you can't understand me anyway. Uh, it doesn't really matter. All of this doesn't make sense. Yabba, dabba, do. And he's yeah. throwing dust uh, onto the people. And like, the curse is lifted. And the best part is when he drops the dust, like the very last time, like the camera crew, like you see everybody look down, like they pan down, like it's this big, you know, ceremonial, like it's so impressive and important that they're just filming the dust on the ground, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, per, uh, so the curse is lifted. Jose, Jose and Huzzah, uh, they found little Sebastian. So the, he, that has been saved. He was in the corn maze. It took, uh, it took them four hours to solve the maze. It took the horse 15 minutes and Jerry is still out there and it cuts to him eating corn right off the husk, <laughs> uh, which is great. Um, and, uh, harvest fest starts and it looks super fun. And, yeah. um, you know, like, Ron is running the train, and uh, this is one of those times again where we see uh, the pure joy of Ron. 
as he's running the tiny train for the kids. Uh, ben comes back and wait with Tom with Tom sitting in the back of, of like, on, on the caboose <laughs> on the caboose with the kids because he's yeah. the same size, <laughs> right? It's a Tom size train. Uh, and then the uh, Ben comes back and he says, "Look, I was overreacting, um, and I'm glad you know they're making up." And he says, "Leslie is like, listen, Ice Town." was probably your fault. It sounds like you miss <laughs> you mismanaged the heck out of it. <laughs> He's like, why'd you have to say that? Why are you saying uh, this? <laughs> so so then Ken comes is like, is this the guy? And he like says some stuff in Wampote and he just throws some dust right in Ben's face. And he's like, curse has been lifted. <laughs> it so, says, he says, but it translates to here dummy. Yeah, I I was reading, I was typing, and so I didn't get to look at what it translated as, but I remember from before, it was funny. Um, So, uh, yeah, so he, curse has been lifted, and then Leslie's like, you you need to go clean up, you need to look professional. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so then it cuts to the credit scene, and everybody's there watching little Sebastian, and uh, Ben is pretending to care, pretends to get (laughs) it. Yeah. Like, I really don't understand what the big deal is. And it, as he's talking to the camera, the little Sebastian whinnies and uh, and everybody like freaks out. And it's like, let's let's come turns around like Ben, he just whinnies like, oh, yeah, I saw that. It was awesome. <laughs> I don't I don't get it. Yeah, Listen so, to the camera. I'm like, nope. Um, yeah. So that's Harvest Fest. So this is the project that uh, the town has been building for. It's it's a huge success. It's going to save everybody's jobs. So we have the rest of season three. Uh, so that worked out for us. Uh, and then uh, it will also get season four, five, six, seven and one episode season eight. Um, so that's that's Harvest Fest. Any yeah. uh, any other trivia or notes uh, that uh, that, you know, that we should be aware of? Um, I, I, not really, but right at that last montage, um, Tom Petty's American girl plays during that mm-hmm. whole kind of thing when everything's good and fun. And yeah, there's a, a song was perfect. There's a perfect choice for that, uh, section of, of editing. That was great. And yep. it pan, it cranes out and there's a overhead shot that shows the whole, um, carnival in town. And I love the, the Sweetums tent, which I thought was really funny. And, uh, yeah, it was good. Yeah, I love this episode. It's an 8.8 yeah. on the IMDb out of 10. And uh, all in all, it's a good episode. Everybody is pretty much involved, except for Rob Lowe. Chris Traeger is not in this episode at all, but he is credited. Um, well, because yeah. he went, he left, right? He went, he yeah. had to go to Muncie. Or no, uh, he's in Indianapolis. And well, then he had to go want to first. send him to Muncie, I think. Yeah, I don't know. No, Snurling, Snurling, yeah. Snurling. He went to Snurling first, then Indianapolis. I thought so. It, yeah, it ultimately doesn't really matter, but uh, it's good. Uh, Tanya, oh Tanya is Sue's Sue Salad's later lady name is Tanya. Sorry, I was looking at the cast. Uh, anyway, oh yeah, distracted. So it's okay. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. We meet Ken Hotate. We meet. Little little Sebastian. Mm-hmm. Many good things. Many good things come ben, from this episode. Ben and Leslie hug, which was kind of like so. This is the start of them like with their flirting, and then they hug when he when she like kind of lifts him up a little bit and says, "This is 
you know, this is great. This is a good thing that, you know, I'm glad you're here. You know, you help, this is your project too. And you're not cursed mm-hmm. and you're good at this. So, and then they hug and it's like, okay, we can kind of see counterpoint to the whole end of the season. I, I do understand that feeling. Um, like it does feel like, Hey, we did it. It's over. But I also like just the way television is, it would feel like there's no stakes to come back to next season. So in a way, I'm, I'm kind of glad that they, they, fin- they wrapped it up and now we can get into more paniness during this, this season and then see what happens at the end that we have to come back to. So that's, I mean, I, I, yeah, it does totally feel like a season ending episode, but yeah, I don't, I don't mind like so much stuff goes wrong in Pawnee that to have something good happen in the middle of a season feels good too. I'll allow it. Okay. All right. Woo. Yeah. That was a close yeah, one. I, I'm, I'm on board with that. I think it's, uh, yeah. I love where this, this, the rest of this episode, the season goes. Yeah. So like it just keeps building. I feel like, um, but there is a, if it was it in the fall and it was like a mid season finale, like sure. it just had this, yeah, season, yeah, like, this feeling yeah. like we should have a break here. Right. Yeah. But, um, you know, but I've been, you know, I was raised by television. And so I have these rhythms of television in my life that, uh, <laughs> uh, that, uh, dictate hmm. most, most of my, most of the way I, I operate in the world. So, um, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, how many commercial breaks did we take during this, this recording? Like three or four, right? Yeah. Usually at the seven minute mark, <laughs> 14 minute mark. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but anyway, yeah, that's uh, next. Ne- I forgot to look. For, what's next? What's the next uh, the next situation? Camping. Oh, yes. This is great. I found you. I yep, had to yep. fight a squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> we got so. camping, fancy party, soulmates, Jerry's painting. Yeah, there's some real good ones oh, coming gosh. up here. So many good ones. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Eagleton. Oh. Eagleton is, is it's, it's rated, but just the setup. There's so many good ones in season three. And we have, we have a ways to go. So, yeah, I'm excited. All right. Well, we should wrap this up so that we can come back around to do the next one sooner. Okay. That sounds good. I mean, it'll be the same time that we normally record it, but sure. Um, yeah, but we don't have to. The sooner we stop, the sooner we can get to it. Well, no, not really. Um, no. So we should just keep going. going. Well, I don't know if that's a cost, uh, like the, the cost like of keeping recording is helping us right now. Oh, yeah. It's free to okay. record, though. That's true. We could just That's like true. read the script if we we could read the script and we could each take characters, kind of like the the table read during um, Michael Scarn's uh, Threat Level Midnight. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, that well, would I get all time purred. All time purred. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it! My spirit animal is a doggy. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Well, I'll fine. talk to you later, man. Sounds good. I will talk to you later. Okay. Bye. Bye.